Hello and welcome to the Be Better Stupid podcast. We are in the midst of quarantine right now, people. I'm recording this on April 4th, 2020. I'm at my in-law's house. I'm in my wife's childhood bedroom. I have a blanket on. I'm sitting upright on a bed. I have a terrible mustache right now. I'm wearing a t-shirt with a giant picture of a basset hound's face right now. Because you know what? There is no rule for how you have to podcast. My guest today is Mackenzie Kirk. We're going to talk about love and kindness. Let's get this show started. You got me because I'm so tired. guest today is Mackenzie Kirk. Uh, Mackenzie is one of my wife's best friends and a good friend of mine. She has a bridesmaid at her wedding. Um, Mackenzie is one of the more introspective and insightful people that I know. When I think of Mackenzie, I think of someone who produces a lot of Ryan from the office pointing gifs. I don't know if that's a reference that anybody's going to get, but if you search Ryan office pointing into like any kind of gif search, I feel like it's going to come up. Point being, <laughs> there's a lot of moments when Mackenzie's talking about something where you just go, oh yeah, that's that's the correct way to look at this. Um, so that's why I wanted her on my podcast. And uh, she wanted to talk about uh, kindness and, and loving everybody because she's a lovely person. I'm just being, I'm being too flattering here, aren't I? I'm, I'm being like, I'm being too nice. <laughs> I mean, you could keep going if you want to. <laughs> okay. uh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, everyone, and thanks, Will, for those really wonderful compliments. I work in the entertainment biz um, in publicity, so that's um, that's always a fun adventure. And um, currently stuck in quarantine, as I think most of us are. Um, How is your quarantine going? You know, I would say it's all right. It's been, um, you know, a bit of an emotional roller coaster because it's easy to sort of, like, make a routine and make a schedule for yourself. And, mm-hmm. and sticking to that is is pretty much going okay for me but I think sometimes I have moments of like oh yeah the world is crumbling right now (laughs) so those um those effects kind of just come in real hot sometimes and then you're like all right I need a minute to digest this so other than that I would say it's going all right you know I'm, I'm learning to to sort of take care of myself a little bit more, um, go inward both literally and emotionally. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think this is an interesting experience for you because you're definitely a very introspective person, but you're somebody who also likes to go out a lot. Uh, yeah. So you definitely have more of a dichotomy there than somebody like me who's just like, I, I could stay in the same 100 square feet for my <laughs> entire life. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the The solitude portion of this has been interesting because like, I would say I'm pretty good about like taking moments to myself when I need them, when things get a little too crazy. But Mm -hmm. when you remove the option of being able to just go over to your friend's house and like sit on the floor, um, you know, it's weird where your mind will go. You're like, where am I? I'm in some uncharted waters here. But it's definitely been an exercise for me in, in terms of trying to to breathe through it, trying to see the beauty in, in, in these moments of frustration, but also, you know, not be ignorant to the fact that, like, there are people that I don't know giving their lives and putting their lives online every day for strangers. So yeah. I'm I'm trying to uh, to live in a state of balance, so to speak, in this place of solitude. Awesome. Um, so what made you want to uh, discuss kindness and loving everybody, this particular post? 
I think that kindness is something that's ever evolving. Um, and I think it feels especially as a country, we've been so divided for so long. Mm -hmm. And something like this is, is sort of spotlighting that, but yeah. also in a strange way, showing how people really do crave a sense of community and connectivity. Yeah. So I just felt like, you know, it, it seemed like a topic that we could all benefit from kind of drinking in a little bit more and and trying to inhabit it in our day-to-day -day lives. Absolutely. Let's get started with the post. The Idiot's Guide to Loving Humanity. Okay, I'm not saying all humans are assholes. Well, I'm not exactly saying that. After all, two of our favorite ideas are being kind and loving everyone. We plaster these ideas all over our social media. We put bumper stickers on our cars. And we really like to pretend these represent our core values. We love the idea of turning the other cheek, seeking the best in people, responding to hate with love, and everyone coexisting as we all dance in well-lit meadows and hold hands with strangers. And we kind of act these things out sometimes-ish. We'll say the polite thing if put in a socially required situation. We generally will help out a friend with a favor if they've helped us out recently, and we'll begrudgingly kick in an extra $30 for a birthday dinner, even though all we had was a goddamn side salad. The problem is that then life happens. Then someone asks us for a difficult favor and it's really not a good time. Or we have to interact with someone who tells stories about their cats and we have to fake getting a call from our dead grandmother to get out of there. Or we have to coexist with the person looking at their cell phone while the fucking light is green and we pray they get hit by a semi. Most of us don't say beyond the bare minimum to make sure someone is doing well. Most of us don't volunteer or give to charity. After all, we may theoretically care about everybody, but only enough to actually do something for like eight people. Most of us have a couple of excuses at the ready when, God forbid, someone asks us to help them move. So, there's the problem. We're big fans of universal kindness, but we suck at executing it. This sucks because loving and being kind to everyone are in fact two of the most important ideas to ever exist in humanity. They don't just sound nice as a corny picture quote on Instagram. They're actually effective in creating a better world. So, okay, I very much view this all as from, from an evolutionary perspective. My best estimation is that we are predisposed to care for others to the extent that it builds social bonds and that we can hold on to those social bonds because those are always it's always been important in the mm -hmm. evolution of people but i think otherwise we're kind of predisposed to look out for number one as much as we possibly can because we used to have to do that to, to survive we don't need to focus so exclusively on ourselves anymore um because survival is easier than it used to be um, so I think it's incumbent upon us to recognize our tendency to look out for ourselves probably more than we actually than we really need to and to kind of fight that and to make a concerted effort to look out for others. Mm -hmm. The idea that we need to look out for others, I think right now it's so interesting because, again, living in this time that none of us have ever been through before, mm -hmm. where how we are being asked to care for others is to literally just stay home and take care of ourselves. Yeah. It's in some weird way, I think it's really fascinating that we're all going through this like collective rebranding together yeah. because I think it's opening our eyes to how everything stems from within. And again, I mean, I'm a single gal. I'm, fortunate to be living in a place that has like a little outside area but mm -hmm. it's definitely weird yeah. it's weird to be having these moments of like okay 
I know right now that what I need to do to help everybody else is to literally stay here. Yeah. Um, and it feels counterintuitive, but in a way, I think it is teaching us that like, in order to expand, in order to connect with other people and to make a greater difference, we need to be able to nurture those parts of ourselves that we can recognize in other people. Yes. So for me, I think, I think that that is, is sort of the takeaway from this moment in time and something that I think we could take with us when we get out of this strange situation. Is it good to theoretically always be kind to everybody and to always have nothing but nice things to say about anybody? Well, in theory, yes. I think we should all strive to come from a place of kindness and understanding. Is that realistic? No. Yeah. Um, I think, but strangely enough, I think sometimes from those moments of discord, hopefully, um, we sort of are able to take a step back and realize maybe, you know, maybe there is a way to reach a common ground here. And I yeah. think, I think that keeping that sort of in the back of your mind when you're having a conversation with like a friend or somebody that like, you know, is close to you that you don't agree with what they're doing or you want to point out something that you think might be more helpful to yeah. them in a situation is like, how can I come at this situation with like, I kind of refer to it as like a hand on back approach. Like yeah. when you talk to somebody and you're like, what you're doing is very wrong, but your intentions are in the right place. Yeah. Like yeah. mixing a little of those positive and negative um, together. So you get this weird sweet spot where it's like, this feels constructive, but like also like I'm not being attacked here. Yeah. Yeah. Why universal kindness matters. Sometimes you'll try to drive out hate and bigotry with love and understanding, and your grandma will still be like, okay, but I still don't trust the blacks. So you'll have to sigh and either avoid her at Thanksgiving, or act like you do want to hang out with her so that you can come over and throw her absentee ballot in the garbage disposal. There are scenarios where universal love and kindness don't work. But generally, love and kindness are the right choices to make. You almost never regret kindness. Kindness warms icy hearts, it gets shit done, and it disarms 99% of enemies out there. It helps bad people turn corners they wouldn't otherwise turn. When someone is a dick to you and you tell them how great those genes make their ass look, they're physically incapable of continuing to be mean to you. Loving everyone is really important, too. It's easy to love funny people, nice people, or people with cool sex organs. But loving everyone means everyone. And people who suck and have no friends, for a good reason, often need love more than anyone else. A widespread policy of loving everyone won't fix everyone. Some of them will still be mean to waiters and still reply with their dumbass commentary on people's tweets. But it can fix a lot of them. But the problem with vague platitudes is that you put a bumper sticker on your car or post some corny-ass Tumblr quote on Instagram, and it makes you feel like that quote reflects who you are. You found a shortcut to the feeling that comes from doing the right thing without actually having to do it. So if you want kindness to be your modus operandi, then there are some things you should consider. If you're just, like, kind to an asshole with no context whatsoever, that just encourages more bad behavior. But mm -hmm. if you're making it clear like what you're doing is wrong and it's hurting people for this reason for these reasons and I'm and I condemn that um but I will help you move anyway I think maybe that's kind of the the line to walk here where you're able to point out to them look this is why you're what you're doing is wrong and I am here for you anyway I think that's maybe what we're going for we all face smaller scale versions of this on a day-to-day -day basis yes. I mean you know you might have a conversation with someone and they say something that you don't agree with or you know, you might have a family member that has different political views than you, but like, yeah. they're still your uncle, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah. there are things 
of this scale that I think we're all faced with daily. Um, And we are forced to adopt and adapt different ways of learning to love that person while understanding that, okay, we do not, you know, we do not see eye to eye here. And, but I do think that for the day to day, it's, it's interesting because I think we all have to do it, you know, and, and it doesn't mean that like, you know, on Thanksgiving, a small fight at the dinner table might not break out and finding ways to sort of navigate around that. The only way to do it is to be like, well, what are the parts about this person that I actually like? And how can I think about those when I'm trying to deal with them at a time where I really don't like them at all? Yeah, because I mean, I I think that that's a great example, because Mm -hmm. there have been more times in the last, I don't know, say three and a half years, for some reason, that's just a random amount of time. I don't know. um, where The position that they that they put forth feels like it's coming from a bad place and Mm -hmm. that's not something that was always the case and that's something that i think for a lot of people has been a newer challenge Um, right this is a really ugly side of you that i'm seeing right now and i think we're on the right track of seek to persuade and continue to love yes Um, what are some other reasons why universal love and kindness are important i think that when you come from a place of neutrality or from openness and there's a kind layer to it. Mm-hmm. I think that people are more inclined to want to listen and to to want to hear you out, which yes. makes finding a solution easier. Yes. I think that's why it is important to try and actively come from those places on a day-to-day and not just when you're in a time of disagreement with somebody. You yeah. know, I mean, it comes naturally to us when we see someone we love or we're visiting a friend or a family member. Like, you're automatically already in a good mood when you're seeing those people, you know. Yeah. But when you're at the DMV, like, you want to punch the lady behind the case, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, she's just trying to go to work too. Yeah. And um, maybe she had a bad day. Yeah. So I think it sort of forces you to come from a place of, I guess, removed of selfishness. Um, And I think it's something that we could all benefit from is trying to think of, okay, I might not know this person. I have no idea what they ate for breakfast, let alone what their circumstances are. But I know that if I'm here and I'm coming from a place of just calmness, kindness, openness, like I'm probably more apt to get a better response in whatever situation that I'm walking into. And it doesn't mean that that's foolproof. I mean, sometimes you can be nice and someone just has a bad day and they don't care. But yeah. but I think your odds are definitely better, I would say, if if you are operating under those circumstances. So I think, again, I think it's important just so that we can remind ourselves and hopefully let that permeate to other people that like, this is the way that we should want to be. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that's, I think you really hit, you really hit it well in the, at the end there um in the sense that like not everybody's going to accept your kindness really um but i think as much as it is it is about getting more positive results it's also about just knowing that you did what you could to mm-hmm. um to to kind of keep the world a positive place um, yeah there are also situations where maybe and i think you've kind of touched on this with your hand on the back approach um mm-hmm. where kindness in the conventional sense is maybe seemed at least on the surface would seem less effective. Like when your friend is dating an asshole or like, or you know, somebody else you, you know, you love keeps going for like her dreams or of becoming a singer when she's very much not a singer, like just mm-hmm. something along those lines where you have to tell somebody a harsh truth. 
and right. and there's I think there's a way to do that in a kind way, but it's it's difficult, and I think it's worth kind of parsing out. I agree wholeheartedly. I think there's a very precise approach to situations like that because, again, you don't want to attack a person. You don't want to make them feel wrong or, you know, inferior for pursuing something or engaging in something that you don't agree with. But I think you have to walk the line of, like, what's unsolicited advice and how can I approach the situation in a way that's, like, open but constructive. And there's no... I would say that there's no clear way to do that other than to come from a place of like non-attachment. Like you're not involved in the situation, but you are creating a space to be if that person is open to hearing you out. It's hard. I mean, I've definitely been faced in situations where like I've just decided to offer my opinion, not in a way to be malicious, but thinking I would help and it actually backfired. And I learned from those decisions that maybe I didn't create a space where this person felt welcomed or maybe I just assumed that they needed to change courses, but really they're on this course to learn something else. Yeah. If you can offer a sense of, Hey, I'm here for you. Or how's this going? Like, yeah. Yeah. Start, start with putting it on them. Like ask them questions, let them come to you and feel like, Oh, you're just inquiring because you care. Not because you think that you have a better solution to my life. That is, I think that's huge. What universal kindness actually entails. So here's what people don't realize. Very often, real kindness is fucking inconvenient. Real kindness is noticing that someone is struggling to carry something to their apartment and helping them even though, like, god damn it, your apartment is on the other side of the whole complex. It's saying something from the heart to your friend, even though your relationship is mostly based on sending memes to each other and real feelings feel all like, ew. It's calling your mom just to hear her ramble for 20 minutes about the Thompsons' divorce because you know she wants to talk at somebody about it. It sucks. It's annoying. Volunteering at a soup kitchen is gross. You feel bad for homeless people, but they're also often unbathed with unclean clothes, and they often have untreated mental issues. Being around them can be pretty unpleasant. Taking care of someone else's dog is a great way to get dog hair and shit all over your apartment. Cooking someone dinner means you have to fucking cook someone dinner. Universal kindness and love is even harder, because then you have to be that kind to everyone. That means people with bad breath. It means people who don't use their turn signal. It means weirdos who pull us into their social awkwardness and make everyone uncomfortable all the time. It means coworkers, rivals, people who are total and complete assholes to you. It means bigots and douches and people with weird faces. It means always looking for and believing in the best in people, even the ones where it seems entirely unworthy of your effort. It means not giving up on the idea that a sucky person cannot suck and doing everything you can to pull the not suck out of them. Kindness is sacrifice. It's putting what you actually want to do aside for someone else. Sometimes even the guy in the lifted truck who laughs as he says things like, age is just a number, bro. It also involves lying a lot, by the way. Giving a pity laugh to a joke attempt from someone who is struggling socially is totally dishonest and totally kind and loving. Pretending you aren't grossed out by your friend's attempt at making dinner is good of you. Saying you got this to someone who you're thinking very well may not have this at all before a big event can be a lifesaver. These things make a difference, and when you combine a lot of instances of them, they mean fewer sad people, more people are helped to get things done, and the world isn't so stupid and awful all the time. This stuff really matters. I think it's worth clarifying that um, I think this section might leave one with the impression that kindness has to be inconvenient, which, of course, it doesn't have to be. I think convenience is something that now, in the time that we live in, is just automatic. I mean, 
with an app, with a press of a button, we can get our food delivered. We can get our laundry picked up. We can literally have someone come and walk our dog. Yeah. So when you take away from those moments, when you take away from the norm or whatever routines or, or things that you do to sort of keep your own schedule on track, yeah. it can feel inconvenient because it's, it's differing from the norm. But I yeah. think when it comes to, to sharing kindness, it doesn't always have to be these like grand gestures. I mean, yeah. I think if it calls to you or a situation calls to it, yes, you should, you should heed those, you know, cues. But I think that, you know, being kind can be simple and small. It can be yeah. calling a friend in the morning, calling your mom, calling, you know, yeah. sending a text, complimenting somebody, you know, like sharing a thoughtful article with a group of people you think um, would appreciate it as well. Yeah. Or maybe even a group of people that you're not sure if they would appreciate. I mean, yeah. just making these small efforts in your day-to-day -day that don't necessarily have to rock the boat uh, that is your life and that is your schedule, but can offer somebody else maybe a new perspective or a shoulder to cry on if, if somebody's having a bad day. I think there are different ways that you can approach it besides, you know, like, I don't think we all need to go out and decide, okay, I have to be Mother Teresa. Um, sure. I get really focused on the thing I'm doing and I get caught up in my own little world. And um, as a result, sometimes I'm not the best at seeking to think, like thinking about like, oh, maybe somebody would like this article I could send them. Or I struggle to be always thinking of those little ways to make others' lives better. And it's something I've always wanted to um, kind of improve with. So I, th I think that's something that um, maybe some people could use some work on. Uh, and yeah. I, I think that's, that, that's a... In, in a world of ultimate convenience, I think even something like that can feel inconvenient at times to to take some time out of your day to like think about how is this person doing? How can I help that? How can, yeah. how can I help this person, this person, this person? That's one of the overarching things here is just look around at the people in your life and right. take some actual time and really some, put some real thought into thinking about how can you make their lives better, I guess. Yeah, I agree. Um, what does what, what kind of kind things do you look to do in a given day generally? For me, it's like, look, life is so busy and it always pisses me off when people say that. Like, I'm sorry, I haven't answered. I've been so busy. But yeah. like, I say it too. Yeah. Um. So when I start to feel that way, I think to myself, look, yes, I'm busy. You're busy. We are busy. Um. Well, what are ways that I can sort of step out of my busy and into somebody else's for a yeah. second and yeah. sort of see what their world looks like? Yeah. And I think in terms of what forms of kindness like I try to do or implement in my day-to-day -day is like connectivity. Yeah. Um, I think that's the simplest form. And I also think it's one of the most effective. Yeah. Um, and that's just a call. Like I try to call my mom every day if it's in the morning or if it's on my way home from work. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if we're talking about nothing, it's yeah. like a way for us to connect, for her to know that I'm thinking about her, for her to share any thought in her head or something that happened through her day. Yeah. Um, it's a way for us to kind of maintain this fluidity in our relationship and for me to let her know, Hey, like I care. I want to know how you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I think doing that with your friends, whether it's a text, just saying, Hey, or even sending a, you know, a weird meme. Yeah. I think it can be something as simple as that where it doesn't even come off as kindness, but it is because you are, 
kind of interrupting someone else's busy being like, Hey, just laugh at this or, Hey, I'm just letting you know, I'm around too. If you need, if you need something. And you know, it's that it's, it's waving at a stranger or smiling at someone, even when you're inclined to be like, I don't know you, I'm just going to pretend I'm texting, you know? And like, we've all done that too. So I think it's, I I do that with people I know. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I mean, we've, we've all done it, but I think it's, it's a good reminder that we shouldn't be afraid of that. We shouldn't feel inconvenienced by that because really what it does is it forces you to sort of step out of your, of your routine of your busy and to be like, okay, look, like there's more important things happening around us. Yeah. You know, a lot of it's really also about seeking to understand people and seeking to mm-hmm. really like really put yourself in their position. And when you were talking about, you know, um, understanding other people's busy and that itself is not necessarily like a quote unquote kind act, but it mm-hmm. helps to inform everything else that you're doing in your life for that person. And right. it, it's really, I guess it all comes down to like the, kind of baseline level thing here is just taking time from your life for other people's lives. And a lot of that it's considering where they are in their life and how you can help because you need to know that to understand how you can really help someone and totally. not, just, not just like do empty gestures for them that like, so you can check off kindness on your, on your list of, uh, you know, <laughs> internal good feelings. Yes. But sometimes it's not totally clear how to be kind. So I've made a list to help you out. 50 kind things to do all the time. 1. When you see some tourists taking a picture, don't wait for them to ask you for help. Offer help. 2. When your friend is moving, instead of crossing your fingers and praying they don't ask you to help, offer help and refuse any payment unless it seems paying you would make them feel better. 3. When in a group situation that hasn't turned out as expected, don't be the wet blanket. Even if inside you feel disappointed and irritable, plaster on a smile so you don't suck the life out of the room. 4. Offer to pay always. 5. Use your membership to take someone else to Costco so that they too can get 87 rolls of toilet paper at a 12% discount. 6. Please and thank you. I mean, duh. 7. Force yourself to intently listen. 8. If you really want to go to Chipotle, but you can tell your friend would prefer Cheesecake Factory, don't just go to Cheesecake Factory, but act like you really wanted to go so that they don't feel any guilt. There's like 114 things on the menu. You'll find something. 9. Think about what matters to people and not what you think should matter to them. 10. Tell people when they're right, or when they called something before it happened. People are egomaniacal babies that love this kind of affirmation. 11. Nope. Shut up. You don't need to say that, and you know exactly what I mean. The world doesn't always benefit from your truth. 12. If you have to say something that may be hurtful to someone, do as many verbal backflips as possible to make sure it comes out as kindly as possible. 13. Respect boundaries, even if they're weird as hell boundaries like, I don't like people looking at me while I'm driving. Just be like, alright, and look out the window. 14. Take the blame even if you don't think that you're in the wrong over harmless things, where the worst result is someone being annoyed by you, but not anything actually substantial. 15. Let the pedestrian go. You can wait. 16. Let the car go. You can wait. 17. Give your coat to someone who's cold, then totally pretend like it's not making you cold to not have a coat so that they don't feel guilty. 18. Take note of what you normally do that may be making life worse for those around you, and, you know, cut it out. 19. Express your frustration with calm words, not eye rolls and groans. 20. Do some shit like climb a mountain or something or else that, you're, that sounds awful because your friend wants a hiking buddy. 21. Stop the thing that you're working on that's important to you because your friend needs someone to take their dog out. 22. Let your grandma think you're a nice Christian boy who totally doesn't jerk off to feed. 23. Like your friend's gram without expecting a like in return. The true golden rule of friendship. 24. When someone is being physically or mentally abused in public, consider not just standing by, sipping your soda, and going, oh, this is uncomfortable, and actually stepping in. 
25. Over tip. 26. Don't just tell your parents you love them. Tell them specifically why. The more in the moment, the better. 27. Take the middle seat, even if your legs are longer. 28. For the love of God, try to care about whether or not she finishes. 29. Periodically ask yourself how everyone else in the room is doing. 30. Volunteer. 31. Help the annoying lady take stuff in from her grocery trip, even though she's going to make the most innate small talk about the dairy aisle you can possibly imagine. 32. Always share everything. 33. Be uncomfortable so that other people can be comfortable. 34. Donate to one of those medical GoFundMes that should never exist in a civilized society. 35. Go out of your way to see the people who matter to you. 36. Participate in difficult things like workout classes and diets with your friends so that they have moral support. 37. Make sure your guests have enough towels. 38. Get the laundry started so that she doesn't have to. 39. Get a random nice gift for somebody. 40. Support policies that treat other people better. 41. Get the Uber and don't ask for Venmo. 42. Clarify what someone is trying to say when it's clear their ramblings aren't landing with the group. 43. Don't subject everyone else to your music. Please the crowd, douchebag. 44. Don't call people douchebags. 45. Go to the parties you're invited to. 46. Cover your friend's shift. 47. If someone is wrong about something irrelevant, just let it go. 48. Don't make people feel dumb for their beliefs, even if their beliefs are mind-numbingly dumb. 49. Take the heat when someone farts, and they're clearly super embarrassed by it. 50. Offer to drive. These are all very doable, and yet you still don't have to do all of them to be a kind person. You can just consistently do, like, nine of them, still blame your friend when they fart, and still overall be a nice person. Love and kindness take a lot of work, but so do most things that make an actual positive difference in the world. We have to give to each other, and think about each other more than we already do, and anticipate how we can make the world better. We have to put up with just how fucking annoying and inconvenient kind actions are, and then do them anyway. After all, it's for the good of humanity, so try to suck it up. Get in the habit of thinking about what others will want and need. Consider what is important to them. Prioritize adding joy to the world. Look for the right thing. And when all else fails, definitely, definitely don't be an asshole. What are some good ways to be kind to yourself? Um, this is an interesting question. Um, I mean, I'm definitely a big fan of the, the treat yourself mentality, um, in a very material sense. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it is an important phrase and concept to, to adapt, um, in your life because, it could be something simple like taking a run, doing a yoga class, like going to farmer's market or something like ordering sugar fish takeout or yeah. spending three hours at a spa with your phone on airplane mode. I mean, whatever that means to you, yeah. uh, whatever you derive joy from, yeah. I think you need to allow yourself to have those moments yeah. because what that does is let you know that you appreciate you. And I think like on a more emotional and spiritual level, I think we need to cut ourselves some fucking slack. You know, yeah. I think especially right now we have not endured something to this level or this extent in our lifetime. And I think we need to be gentle on yeah. ourselves. And, and when I say be gentle, I, I think that's a, it's kind of a broad term, but in order to get a little more specific, I mean, I remember a therapist once told me that, like when I'm having inner dialogue with myself, I should speak to me as if I was seven. 
and like yeah. <laughs> every, every part of me was like what like I don't I don't know what you're talking about like <laughs> this feels very weird and counterintuitive to yeah. how I normally and rationally approach things yeah. but slowly as I kind of like practice this and and just tried to kind of lean into it what I realized was like our emotional language doesn't align with the alphabet you know it's it's messy it's imperfect yeah. it's juvenile yeah. I mean and I think there's a beauty to that and to embracing those parts of yourself because that's what makes you you yeah and knowing that in times of crises or or not, you know, yeah. that part of you exists and it's important and needs to be nurtured too. Yes. Um, as somebody with a website called Be Better Stupid, there's probably something I could learn from that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Be kind, Will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do think though, I think there's a required balance to here as mm -hmm. well, um, which is, I, I guess the broader way of looking at it is delayed, delaying your own gratification and doing doing nice things for future you. Mm -hmm. um, and I think, you know, that looks like eating right. That looks like, uh, you know, exercising. It looks like probably reading, um, doing things that maybe like in this moment sound less fun than playing Mario Kart. This is a very specific to me example, but playing Mario Kart <laughs> or, you know, um, having 12 quesadillas, all the more immediate gratification things. Um, and I think a lot of the good way to look at that is that you're kind of manifesting pride. You're... Mm -hmm doing things to create um a feeling of accomplishment in yourself and as long as you can feel the pride that comes from that then i think that can kind of keep you going on this path and i think that's a really a form of being kind to yourself too even if when you're in the middle of your spin class or something it, or i guess in these days of quarantine your peloton class yeah. um even if in the middle of that you're feeling like god this sucks i i hate that i'm doing this right now i guess it kind of goes hand in hand with, with what you're saying because if you approach this like where you're kind of talking to yourself like you're like you're a kid like at the end of that you're going to give yourself a gold star you're going right. you're going to be like great job will and i i guess in a way i kind of already do that in some in some ways and that, that's mm -hmm. probably a good lesson for people to carry with them to manifest the pride and then love yourself enough to to feel that pride a hundred percent in terms of being kind to others how do you think we, we can kind of enforce this in ourselves as we kind of otherwise meander through our everyday lives well, again, I think it's recognizing yourself in the other. It's reminding yourself that we need to see each other in one another, yes. you know? And I think we've all had shitty days. We've all, you know, yelled at someone. We've all cried. I think we need to see more how we relate to one another than how we differ. Yes. And I think when you sort of focus on the unity it allows you to have more compassion because I think more often than not, many of us have experienced some of the same things, but we'll never know that if we're constantly focusing on ourselves. I think that's kind of a wake up call in a sense, because, you know, it's very easy to, to find the negative and point out the differences between yeah. us, you know, yeah. because it's easier to kind of put somebody at a distance and be at arm's length rather than an embrace. Yeah. And I think that it's important that we kind of take off those glasses and put on a different one where we're like, look, maybe, maybe I should be more open when I'm talking to a stranger or 
it's no easy feat, but I think it is something that we should continue to activate and, and keep sort of lit in the back of our mind. Yeah. And I think related to that it is it's also about seeking out the good in people. Like it's, it's about deliberately trying to find um, the positive aspects of them. It's not just about like traits, but it's about even just seeing the good parts of where they're coming from. I think that should be yeah. a, a priority for sure, which, which goes back to being kind to yourself. Cause if you're able to see that in yourself, then mm -hmm. you'll be able to see that more accurately in other people. And, um, and then it becomes easier to become kind to them. It's, it's real, I guess the, the core activity is stepping outside of yourself more and really putting yourself in other shoes more. And if you mm -hmm. can do that, it, everything else kind of dominoes from that. I think. I agree. I think, you know, as counter intuitive as it sounds like, you kind of have to start with you, you yeah. know, because if you understand yourself and you can understand yourself in someone else, I think that you're more apt to approach a situation, whatever it might be, from a place of kindness and compassion. Mm -hmm. So here's my final word. I think the most important thing that we hit on today in broad terms was adding levels of consideration to your life. This goes for both yourself and others. First, for you, this means consciously taking some time to think about how you can do the kind thing for yourself right now. This can mean working hard so that future you can benefit, or it can mean giving yourself a break when you need it. Whatever the case may be, it requires listening to yourself and getting to know yourself. When you push it too hard and you get burnt out, listen to yourself and take mental notes about what caused that so you can be more conscious about that in the future. And when you're suffering from the decisions of past you, take note of that as well. In all cases, do all of these things so that you can show love to yourself. And this goes doubly for the people in your life. People could really use you right now, and it would be a great time for you to step up to the plate. I think this requires taking designated time out of your day to figure out how you can best serve others. Like Mackenzie said, it doesn't actually have to be inconvenient. Just engaging in the act of calling or texting someone, just simply reaching out lets them know that you took a chunk out of time in your life to give them a chunk out of time in their lives, and that simple act is how you create a kinder world. I really like having these thoughtful conversations with people. I think we don't do it enough. And the reason why, like, I think a lot of your writings really resonate with me is because it's digestible in a way that's like humorous um, and kind of playful because I think we have to sort of do that with heady concepts yeah. a lot yeah. in order to really be like okay maybe I need to check myself or maybe I should look at this in this way and you have to laugh at life you have to laugh at yourself and yeah. I think it's important to do that and that's really the way that you start to learn and and kind of expand who you are so yeah. you know I mean I'm I'm always down and looking for ways to have meaningful conversations with people. So I, I love these podcast series. I love these writings and I, you know, can't wait for more of them. Well, I'm grateful that we got to have a meaningful conversation today. Yeah, me too. And with that, uh, that is our show. Thank you so much for being a guest, Mackenzie. Thank you, Will. Happy to be here. All right. So once again, if you're seeking advice or if you'd like to add your own commentary about one of these episodes, make sure to reach out. You can reach out by DMing me on Instagram or by emailing me at will at bebetterstupid.com. So as always, if you like this show, make sure to give it a nice rating and a review. And for the love of God, tell your friends. Also, be sure to check out all my content at bebetterstupid.com. Subscribe to my email list. Do all those things. Do all the things that 
make me feel loved. If you'd like to follow Mackenzie after this, you can find her on Instagram at Mac with five A's, two C's, one K, and an underscore at the end. That goes especially for any eligible and not creepy bachelors in the Los Angeles area. And lastly, if you like the song you're listening to right now, it's called Yawn. It's by Nick Dorian. It's awesome. All of his music is awesome. Make sure to check him out. And so, for Mackenzie Kirk, I'm Will Penny, reminding you to be better, stupid. You got me on me, cause I'm so tired.